Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. Yes, it is. Sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, my brother Cooper. How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? I'm excited. It's football talk and NASCAR talk. Yes, baby. Some football talk and some shake and bake, baby. Yes, sir. It's always a good day when we can do some shake and bake and some football. Oh, yes. And we can be talking about food or racing with that one. Either way, man. It's all good. <laughs> right? All right, man. So let's go ahead and kick it off with some NASCAR information. Let's do it. Kyle Larson won his first cup race after being suspended last year by NASCAR. Larson was suspended when he uttered a racial slur during an online race last April after the pandemic had shut down the NASCAR season. This also resulted in his immediate loss of job with Chip Canassi Racing and a loss of potential sponsors. When NASCAR announced that Larson would be eligible to return this season, Rick Hendrick took a chance on him and even stated that he would finance the car himself. That's how much he believed in Larson. Not just in his racing abilities, but how he was sincerely sorry and did what he needed to do to be a changed person. One of the first drivers to come and congratulate Larson's on his win in Las Vegas was Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only full-time black driver. Uh, stated from Larson, it meant a lot for Bubba to come to victory lane. He's always believed in me, and that was special, said Larson. Cooper, your thoughts on Kyle Larson and his first victory since his suspension. Yeah. That, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I do think that sometimes things you say or do can be taken out of context. Or, you know, um, as a white person, there's certain, certain things we are not allowed to say. And if we say those things, we are just automatically, you know. Bad people. Bad people. So, right. you know, um, the fact that. He has learned and grown from this and is moving on. And Bubba Wallace was there to congratulate him. I think it's it's pretty fitting. All right. I think that actually is a really beneficial because obviously he's the really the only spokesman for black people in NASCAR being that he's the only black uh, driver full time. So he gets to be the voice of his people in that aspect. And to, for him to be willing to go up to Larson, congratulate him and what and everything is uh, 
very big of him, to say the least, too, because he obviously then accepts his sincere apologies, apologies and yeah. all that. So that's a good sign, and it makes things a lot easier for Larson going forward. And now he's just got the weight of the world a little bit now off his shoulders yes. as he just pulled that off. It's kind of funny we're talking about this because uh, I had a conversation with my my daughter today about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we don't... Uh, we don't judge somebody uh, based on their color, you know. Right. Uh, if they're your friend, they're your friend, and uh, the color of their skin should not matter. Absolutely, it so, definitely should not. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing we deal with here in the South. Sometimes it can be people can say some things, and you got to explain to your children that hey, this is. Not quite the way we act, so right. So it may it does make things a little bit difficult, but at the same time, there's not much difficulty as long as we start all acting like we're supposed to. Yeah, and and it, one love, everybody just loves each other. It doesn't matter the color, of your skin, your religion, whatever it is, just love each other, man. Right, right, man. So on that note, we're gonna go ahead and switch over to some football talk. Let's do it. All right, NFL teams had until 4 p.m. Eastern deadline to place a franchise tag on a player or they would become an unrestricted free agent. Here is the breakdown of the tags um, that ha- occurred earlier today. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers tag wide receiver Chris Godwin. The tag is expected to be $16.5 million. This made sense for the Buccaneers. They will try to work out a long-term deal prior to the June deadline that results in the player playing on the franchise tag for the year. I believe once free agency starts and the Buccaneers see where they are cap-wise, they will work out on work on Godwin's deal. I feel they should be able to get a deal done as it is mutually beneficial for both sides, plus Tom Brady as well, even though I don't like saying that, but it would be beneficial for him as well. But, uh, you know, i got to somewhat try to be unbiased, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact that they're, they're re-saying, well, they're, you know, putting the franchise tag on him. Uh, hopefully they, you know, they work out a contract deal. Um, this bides them some time, so we'll see what happens with it. And, uh, yeah, and go go Tom Brady, I guess. I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they did end up losing Godwin after next year, but I'm just saying it. Only because you want to see him go to the Rams. It should be nice. We're <laughs> freaking cap-strap right now, so that right. doesn't help us worth a darn right now. But uh, anyway, so moving on. You guys really don't have any draft picks to give up either, do you? No, so we're not trading for them. We definitely would have to get them as a free agent. All right, the New York Jets tagged safety Marcus May. The tag is expected to be $10.5 million. This made sense for the Jets and the Jets only. Negotiations between the team and the players' agents have been poor, and it got worse last week when May's agent ripped the team via Twitter. The likelihood that a long-term deal gets done by June deadline seems small, the Jets may actually be better off putting off a long-term deal until next offseason to see how well May uh, plays in new head coach Robert Sala's defense. Boy, it, it gets really to be a sticky situation when your own agent is on Twitter bashing your team. It doesn't matter what kind of problems you have or if you want out of there there's a certain way to go about doing things and this is just not very professional it's definitely not professional whatsoever and that really doesn't bode well for him 
when it comes to trying to getting a long term deal because you're because you're 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 screwing up there. You you're gonna have other teams that look at you too and go, uh, yeah, man. Not gonna we don't be... know if we want to deal with you because of your agent. All right. So. so it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see the least about what happens with that. All right, next up we are going to be talking about Carolina tagging right tackle Taylor Moten. The tagging is expected to be $13.6 million. Moten is one of the top right tackles in the league. Uh, he would have been priced right out of the Panthers' ability to retain him, which is why they didn't let him go to free agency. The plan is still to try and work out a deal with Moten, and it seems like both sides were working towards an agreement, but they kind of just ran out of time. Therefore, the tag. That's how sometimes it goes, man. Uh, you just get to that that one little spot, and you know it's kind of too late, and you got to put them on the tag and go from there and work out another deal for the next year. Yeah, that's unfortunately. But like I said, now that it expands their. Deadline to June, so definitely not. that I helps mean, them out. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Dallas Cowboys tagging Dak Prescott. The tag is expected to be thirty-seven point seven million. The tag was a formality, though, as the cowboy cowboy quarterback and the team had reached a deal yesterday on a contract of four years, hundred sixty million with a hundred twenty-six million guarantee. But since Dak Prescott still needs to arrive at the facility to sign the deal, the team placed the franchise tag, tag, not tag, or dag, as a precaution on the quarterback. So, Cooper, what do you think? They're following protocol, man. Got to do what you got to do to keep your, you know. Got to keep him in the house. Got to keep him in the house, man. Uh, but good good for Dak, man. Seems, seems like a good deal. Um, I really, I don't. Really say I care for the Cowboys, so for me it's kind of, it is what it is. I kind of wish he would have went to, you know, being traded or something else because I would have loved to have him on the Steelers, man. Yeah, I mean, and the way it started to sound in there that Russell's intent to go to Dallas, which seemed like it was probably a possibility to me, honestly. But, uh, and then Dak would have been a free agent and, Really would have liked to seen how that would have went for him. Oh right, yeah. Um, but it, it turns out it ends up being he gets a state where he's at and comfortable, and the. Well, I mean that's good for him too, and good for his family, man. And good I, for us because we're Russell fans, and we don't yeah, want him to go to we, Dallas. We, we don't want to watch <laughs> Russell go to Dallas. We don't really care that he's in Seattle, but we really don't want him to go to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> so that scratches one team off of his list of four. <laughs> Leave Chicago, the Raiders, and. New Orleans, which I don't see how New Orleans is going to afford that because we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. And it's not pretty. All right, the Chicago Bears tag wide receiver Allen Robinson. The tag is expected to be $18 million. This was kind of obvious as Robinson was the best offensive player for the Bears last season. He caught a career high 100. Actually, I have missed type of this. was supposed to be 102 passes, not 120. For 1,250 yards, despite the team switching quarterbacks twice in the season. Uh, and a move into this season unsure of their quarterback situation. Robinson is not one of the top receivers in the league, but he is talented. However, unless the Bears solve their quarterback situation, I don't see Robinson being in any hurry to sign a long-term deal with Chicago. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, um, it is what it is with this, and the fact that he got that many yards and that many catches... Off of two different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shows talent, man. Uh, 
So we'll see what happens with this, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Russell Wilson will go to Chicago. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if they make that kind of trade. I don't just, I don't know if they're going to be willing to put out all that draft capital. Um, and probably they'd have to probably give up Khalil Mack in that trade, and I don't know if you're willing to do that either. Right, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But where it is is they're going to try to make a run, and we'll see if that happens or not. So <clears throat> moving on. Jacksonville Jaguars tag left tackle Cam Robinson. The tag is expected to be $14.507 million. This move has made sense on so many levels. When you have a pretty solid left tackle in Robinson, who did not who you did not want to lose, especially if you plan to bring a rookie quarterback in. You must be able to protect his blind side. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Jacksonville keeping Cam Robinson? Smart move, man. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you're bringing in a rookie quarterback, you need some veterans on that line. And uh, he's one of them, so there you go. Yes, sir. He's definitely one of the ones that they needed to keep. Um, you know, basically, yeah, he's got he's to protect uh, possibly Trevor Lawrence's blind side and uh, he's not one of the top tackles, but he's not like he's not so terrible that he's not worth the tag either. So it ends up working out for the Jaguars in that aspect. All right, the Washington Football Team tagged guard Brandon Sheriff. The tag is expected to be eighteen point zero three million. This tag was not surprising in the least. Sheriff is one, if not the best guards in the league. Uh, he is the top. He is a top run blocker and has developed into a talented pass blocker as well. The goal for both sides is to get a long-term deal done. This does seem like a possibility come June. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Brandon Scherf staying in Washington? Well, good for him, man. And maybe they'll get some more talent on their roster, and we'll see where, you know, the Washington football team goes. Right. So, so it's going to be interesting, to say the least, on that aspect. All right, Denver Broncos. Any word on that, by the way? What? Are they are they gonna at least one do more year something with their name or one more year at least? It's like, dude, it's kind of like watching the Rams when when we were waiting all the jerseys. It looked like you know the ultimate team putting putting together their jerseys. You're just like, what are you guys doing? All right. So this is not appropriate. Can we get some change? Yeah. Anyways, all right, man. So the Denver Broncos tagged safety Justin Simmons. The tag is expected to be $13.729 million. Justin Simmons has developed into a talented safety and has become one of the top players at his position. This is the second tag in a row for Simmons, but both sides are trying to get a long-term done, deal done. Right now, though, the way things, way things have been going and the unhappiness of Simmons having to play back-to-back years on the franchise tag... This deal seems about 50-50 getting done. So, Cooper, your thoughts? Well, the problem with this, too, is is the Broncos haven't been that great either. So, I'm sure he's weighing his options mm-hmm. as far as do, do I re-sign with them? Because, I, I mean, honestly, like, you want to play for a contender. You don't want to just live out your career with a team that's not going to take you. Right. Because it's every kid's dream to be in a Super Bowl. That's just it. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see what happens with this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, really, other than, you know, it, it probably more depends on on his comfortability with it and then also, too, what moves they make as far as free agency goes and as far as the draft goes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure we'll know more, you know, 
closer to next June or whatever, we'll know more because he'll know more about what he wants to do and where the further his with his career. Cause, yeah. You know, if if the Broncos aren't going to do nothing, then I wouldn't blame the guy if he wanted to leave. So there you go. Right. And the reason why his tag is more is because of the second year in a row being tagged. So he earned a 120% salary increase um, compared to his last tag. That's why uh, when you see the other safeties are making $10.5 million, he's getting 13.729 million is because it's 120% above. And, and, that, and that, that's the thing, too, with defensive players, they're, they're just... They're about that. They're about that ring. They want to be on defense. It's gonna right when take them there. So yes, sir. All right. The New York Giants tag defensive lineman Leonard Williams. The tag is expected to be nineteen point three five one million dollars. Both sides are working towards a long term deal to be done, and the Giants would seem confident they can get one done prior to the start of free agency, which is March seventeenth. The team will need a long-term deal to be done to be able to sign some free agents that can help bolster their roster. Cooper, your thoughts on the Giants? So it sounds like it's a, a work in progress with this deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as they get it done, then, then they'll know more about what they're doing in free agency, things like that. So, you know, I mean, that's that's the cool part about this this time of year is you get to see all these different little moves and crooks and nanny, you know. And all the the crazy things that go on right before free agency and the drafts. So. Yeah, and and honestly, it sounds like it was the same aspect what what's going on with uh, Tyler Moten in uh, Carolina. They just ran out of time, so they had yeah, to yeah, place the franchise thing on. Do what they got to do. Yeah, so they just had to do what they had to do. But it sounds like something should be announced within the following week, um, which is actually, I believe, next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, the next Wednesday when. Free agency officially kicks off. All right, and finally, the New Orleans Saints tagged safety Marcus Williams. The tag is expected to be 10.5, as we discussed earlier. This was the biggest surprise of the tag deadline, not in the fact that it was surprising the Saints would tag him, but the fact that they are currently projected $50 million over the cap. Keeping Williams was a priority, and Williams is a key contributor to that defense. He is also relatively young still at the age of 24. He is talented, one of the top players at his position, but it'll be interesting to see how the Saints can make all this work with that <laughs> big-time negative cap hit right now. Uh, yeah, I think they're probably just trying to keep him for one more year, and then whatever happens from there, it just, you know, uh-huh. either they can sign him by getting rid of some cap space, or he's he's gone, dude. He's gone. Yeah, it's going to be uh, hard for them to keep him, and it's going to be interesting to find out what this team actually ends up doing. Of course, they're still in quarterback limbo because Breeze hasn't re- announced whether he's retiring or not. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't blame him. I, I want to see Breeze go for another five years and not Tom Brady. But, yeah, we're probably not going to get that, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. All right, and finally, to end the night on, a report from last Thursday that an internal investigation at LSU resulted in the findings of misconduct and inappropriate behavior by former football head coach Les Miles. Um, The inappropriate behavior involved uh, women on the campus, uh, young student women on the campus, and possible inappropriate conduct. In in fact, it was reported that he may have actually tried attempting to kiss one of them. And, uh, yeah, so it gets kind of uncomfortable. And it was noted that under recommendation that Les Miles should have been fired back in 2013 when the allegations began coming out. 
The university eventually did less fire less miles, but it was after the 2017 season and for the program's lack of ability to get into the college football playoff or beat Alabama. In 2018, Kansas University hired Les Miles to be their head coach for their football program, a move that seemed to position Kansas, mostly known as a basketball university, into a potential power football power. Monday night, however, the university and Les Miles mutually agreed to part ways. More than likely, this was a mutual by force rather than just straight-up firing of Les Miles. Cooper, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, man, when you have accusations like this against you, and you are a head co- coach of a, uh, you know, of a college football team. A college football power, not just a college football team. It doesn't matter, dude. Well, you, I know. I'm just saying, like, though, you're like not helping way, yourself. The way I look at it, too, is you're already, like, in a in a place where there are, you can say what you want. Oh, they're adults. No. No, I'm sorry. You're going to college. You're still a kid. You're still... You know, you're still trying to figure life out. And uh, for people to be doing stuff like this is disgusting. It is. Especially with someone who you're who's in a position of power that he was in. Yeah. And also old enough to be their father. Yeah, it's just... It's wrong, no it's matter wrong how you look at disgusting it. disgusting and... I, I understand. If, Some people believe that age is just a number when it comes... To certain things, but to me, when you're old enough to be their father or their mother, if we go and the other only, way, not only that, but it's wrong. It's like you're in a power position in a college football level. Mm-hmm. You should already know your place as far as how you conduct yourself with the students, mm-hmm. and you should not be doing anything nasty or crazy or. Any of that. So anybody that does something like that, they they do deserve to be fired. Yeah. I'm sorry. They they deserve to be fired. Yeah. Because not only that, they you don't know what what this guy what else this guy has gotten away with. Right. And you know, and you know, taking bribes, taking, you know, you know, using his power against people, and that's that's not right either. And uh, if it was my daughter, I'd be pissed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, of course, Les is um, denying all allegations against him. Well, saying he was just, he is, Well, yeah, but, but I'm just saying. But and then he's um, trying to state that he was just trying to mentor young women into becoming more, trying to influence them into the sports world. Okay, but... the. Problem with that is, is you're doing this by yourself. I can understand if you're like, "Hey, I'm the head coach. I want to get," and I would go to like, you know, there's probably like the head of the. They probably have a women's union on campus. Yeah, I would go to the head of the women's union or whatever that helps out, reach out to women. Go, hey, I want to start a program where I can get women interested in football. Yeah, go. You and know, then you get half the time. Isn't there? Isn't there like a they have like women's softball. They have well, yeah, women's basketball things. Well, yeah, like they that. have that. But I'm and just saying, I'm he's just trying saying to... like you can go to them coaches and be like, hey, I want to get them interested in doing this too. Maybe off season with you or whatever. Maybe come over here and do something here, like yeah. like a soccer coach or something. You yeah. know what I mean? But when you're doing that by yourself, that looks pretty shady, as it is. Yeah, so. it does. So you know. 
where it would have been made more sense if he would have talked to the other coaches. He, he, he could deny, deny, deny all he wants, but now he's been fired from from Kansas. Yeah. Well, so, mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah, but that's because, by force. <laughs> that's because there's probably more evidence on him than there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he there's then the media is totally putting out there just yet. I just feel if you feel so strongly of your innocence, why didn't you force their hand and announce they fired you? Why did you mutually agree to part ways? Yeah. If you believe so vehemently that you're innocent, yeah. To me, that's my reputation. You better just fire me cuz I will not yeah. agree oh, yeah, to resign. Yeah, dude. I will not agree to a resignation. It's not only that, but if you're accused of something in that nature, mm-hmm. you know, your whole family would look at you differently. Yeah. You know, your whole reputation, your whole life, that follows you wherever you go. Yeah. So, I mean, whether or not he's convicted with it, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, still, even the accusation of something that like that is enough to ruin a man's reputation. Yeah, uh, uh, he will probably not see a football field again. So, and probably rightfully so. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I hate to hit end it on such a sour note like yeah, that, man, but it's, uh, it is what it is. Though. We have to cover this stuff. Yeah, this is the stuff people want to hear, dude. I right. mean, it's. It's wrong, but it's it's something that you know that you have to talk about, right? So, all right, man. I think that does it for us. What do you think? Yep, yeah, I'm good to go, and uh, we should be back on Thursday for Worldwide Sports. That's right, Worldwide Sports Talk will return this Thursday. Uh, we're again sorry that we had to miss last week, but we should be squared away, ready to go for this week. Uh, of course, uh, this Saturday we'll preview Fastlane, which happens the following week. So we're excited oh, for yeah. that. We'll give you a little bit of recap on uh, the pay-per-view with AEW. Yep. That big signing was quite interesting, to say the least. Oh, it definitely was. So um, we hopefully know already know. Hopefully we hope we hope you already know who it is. But of course, we'll discuss it more, and we won't do any spoilers right now. Nope, not at all. <coughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was it was an instant classic. Oh, I feel charismatic. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> All right, so that will do it for here for us here at Sports Talk, and as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.